Howdy, howdy. I just wanted to sing that to you because you're going to hear an incredible musician and I just wanted to be part of the Cole Club. She is a singer, songwriter, amazing friend, has so much talent. And this episode of Tell Me Everything, we literally talk about everything from playing soccer together to music to somehow we ended up crying because we just got real deep. But I hope you enjoy with Miss Ali Urande. Hello and welcome to Tell Me Everything. I am Liz and I'm sitting here with Ms. Ali Urande and she is one of the most incredible, amazing singers, artists, songwriters. She's okay. I'm going to, I'm getting wow, way, seriously, cool. I'm getting way too um, into everything. And before I do, Ali, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Clementine. <laughs> that's my intro. Wow. I'm, seriously, that's gold right yeah, there. That's, that's her just... next. For those of you who don't know, Clementine is actually my little dog. We found her. You got to in... tell him the story. Okay. Yeah. So we found her in our front yard. I Gosh, it's been at least two years now on my birthday. Yeah, was... I think it was 13. Two... <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. As you can see, Allie and I love to joke. And Clementine is this little rent dog. She showed up on our front <laughs> sidewalk. And since it was around my birthday, Justin, uh, my husband, was like, okay, what do you want me to do with this dog? He said, it's my birthday. We can't let her die. She was this little scraggly, had literally flea bag. And she was mad at She was a gremlin she was mean so anyways i don't even know how this came about but me and ali made this song and that was what it was <laughs> that was what it was clementine can you sing it clementine <laughs> it, has a, it has a little bit of an old school um barry manilow vibe oh, frank sinatra too <laughs> yes exactly and ali how old are you i am 27 and when did you start playing music um, I started singing at the age of 13 years old. Um, previously before that, I've always wanted to be a professional soccer player. So that was the God given dream. Um, like my parents could even tell you in my family that we would, I would always tell them like, you guys will have big signs, big stadiums, you know, soccer, like David Beckham, Mia Hamm. Those are like icons that I looked up to. And then at age 13, like God had a different plan and just switched the whole game plan. And, um, started singing at age 13 because of my, uh, third grade teacher at the time told us to start a, a worship band which I knew nothing about. So some friends and I just like played around with instruments and we came up with a worship band. And ever since then, it's just escalated. Okay. So worship band, you went to a private school. Yes. Was it like a... It was New Life Christian School. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I know, right? How, that's that's nuts. I, um, I did not realize... It's funny because I actually used to want to be a professional soccer player slash singer. I know. We played soccer together, I remember? Did, uh, yes. Okay. Allie and I decided... She, okay, <laughs> oh God, let me just this say this. <laughs> she talked me into joining... Um, an adult league. An adult league. We worked together for a, a few years at a nonprofit called Reach for Greatness. Mm -hmm. Stay focused, Reach for Greatness. And um, <laughs> she talked me into joining this <laughs> soccer league. 
And I have to share the story. <laughs> Please <though>. do. <laughs> okay, so we were in a game, and it was hot. It was summertime, hundred degree weather. If you live in Bakersfield, you know how hot it gets. <laughs> and I can't. And there's this big, heavy guy, and he had a shirt off, <laughs> and he was hairy. <laughs> 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 She was, <laughs> okay, just to preface, okay, I'm forward and it's my job to score the goals. I, <laughs> I need to get it together, but I can't. And there's this giant, very large pot bellied man. And I was running like trying and I turn around and ran straight into his stomach and <laughs> literally bounced off of his belly. And it was like a movie scene in slow-mo. It was great. It was disgusting. Let me just say sweaty belly and just not, not the business. So Allie and I have been through some fun times. Let me just yes. say that some of the things that she's talked me into and embarrassed me at reach for greatness, making me do crazy dances for our students. Um, actually, Emmanuel Carrizales, he's the founder of that organization. It's an amazing, amazing organization. Yeah. And actually, I would love to have him on here. I know. That would be so yes. fun. And at Reach for Greatness, they um, we help um, at-risk youth and all the way from elementary through high school. Mm -hmm. And they service um, the community. But Allie and I would do these um, assemblies along with our awesome team. And it was, I don't know, that's how we kind of got super yeah. close. But soccer, bellies. <laughs> that was Great just, times. They really we are. So you've been singing, but I kind of want to know a little bit of fun things uh, also. So are you a mountain or a beach person? Ooh, I'm more of a mountain person, mainly because beach equals sharks. And I'm not about that life. You know, um, my friends Seth Parker and Saucy are always trying to get me to surf, but I just can't, can't, can't do it no matter what. So definitely mountains. You yes. want to be as far away from that ocean as possible. Yes. What is your most listened to album? Oh yeah. Spotify just announced it. It was Justin Bieber. Oh, his course. latest album. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's I, pretty good. I know. I'm obsessed with him. She, I love him. You've been a fan since day one. Yeah. Since baby. Since baby. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. For good reason. That's such a classic. I know. I know I it's classic it. hit. Cute. One time. That yeah. one. That I one's know. a good one. And he just got you hooked. <laughs> yeah. So that was your go-to. Okay. Do you have a hype or a go-to song? Ooh. Oh, my hype one is for sure Truth Hurts by Lizzo. That oh one, my gosh. I mean... I get lit to that song. It just gets you Ooh, in the yeah. mood. I can uh -huh. see you dancing. Yeah, I went to the Grammys this year. Um, okay, it yeah. feels like so long ago. Tell me about this experience. But it wasn't. It was this year. I it know. happened in 2020, okay, right uh -huh. before the pandemic hit, which was like a great way to end 2020 <laughs> before the <laughs> pandemic. The good one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, opportunity came to, I, I got to go to the Grammys and that's when Billie Eilish won like six awards back to back Lizzo won an award which is awesome it was just so cool it was an, an experience like none other like I met actors from Grey's Anatomy I met like this well-known fashion designer <sighs> I I met the director of Crazy in Love the Crazy in Love Rich Asian movie oh my god oh my god yeah she was awesome she's beautiful gorgeous but just like super down to earth like these people it was so cool how did you meet them like did you have to go up to them and just ask them no they were in the suite with me 
Oh my yeah. gosh. And the person that like gave me the opportunity to go, he was like, Hey, this is this person. This is that person. Cause he knew it was just cool. It was so, so it was kind of like a networking. Yeah. How cool. Okay, what out of so, this world. So these people that you met, were you like nervous or meeting celebrities or were you just, no, you I felt was just, confident. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. Cause I mainly just wanted to hear their story. To be honest, I think everybody has a story and how they got there is like, is cool. It like, you know, pushes you and encourages you to not give up on your dream or whatever you want to do. I know. Well, being a musician, especially, it was like, this is, that's your ultimate. And so to be there and to like literally rub shoulders and and have conversations Uh with these people, that's what I love so much about those kind of events. Not people, not everybody gets to go to those and not everyone gets to see and meet them and see like they're normal people. Yeah. Especially seeing behind the scenes, like during commercial breaks, you know, um, there's this guy that announces, all right, three, two, one, everybody get your places. And you'll see like Ariana Grande getting into position. It's just so cool. I was, yeah, a day I will never, ever forget. I love, man, that makes me so excited. And then last one is what is a consistent compliment that you've received throughout your life? Um, a consistent compliment is I'm anointed. Hmm. That's one. That's a huge one. Yeah. And for those of you guys who are not Christian or who might not know what anointed means, that just means that you have a special calling Mm -hmm. on your life and that God has blessed you with this gift. And, um, I have to agree, Allie. I mean, I've, I've known you for several years now and it's crazy because I go all the way back to when I first met you and I practically forced myself to be your friend. Allie is, um, I don't think the word is shy. I think you're selective. I think you're selective on who you allow into your life and into your circle. And around that time, I think that you, you are so young Mm -hmm. and then just to come and our church Valley Bible fellowship is a pretty big place. And so she jumped in and I would say most of us are pretty outgoing yeah, and a lot. And so like it probably was overwhelming mm-hmm. for you, but Ali and I became friends along with a couple of our other friends at the Elliots and mm-hmm. we kind of I don't know, we just hung out a lot and yeah. over the years I've I've watched Ali grow into this incredible musician. She was always really talented and then just over the years just to see you Ew, I hate to use this word, but like blossom and just grow into this confident human being. But, um, when you, when I think about how far you've come and like your style has changed Mm and, and I'm trying to imagine 13 year old Allie, where did you immediately start playing, um, guitar or how, like, cause I know you said a talent show, but I mean, how, um, so there was this, uh, guitar teacher that came to our school trying to get his business going. And so somehow new life and them connected and he offered guitar classes. And so I said, yes, because that gets me out of a different class. So that's how it just started from there. And then, um, once he taught me the basics, um, I surrounded myself who with other people who played, who were way more experienced and just learn from them. They would teach me some new skills. YouTube's a great way also that helped me throughout, you know, guitar playing. But yeah, that's pretty much how I got started with guitar. Was it something that came naturally to you? Like you wanted to practice or was it something that was like, how was that experience? I really don't remember. All I can remember is that I always played like till the wee hours of the night, right? Like I, I, I don't remember hanging out with my friends anymore. Like I would just be in my room, just locked in, trying to learn, trying to learn, trying to learn until like my fingers are numb, you know? So I, th- I think, yeah, well, 
I don't know. Have you had a chance or an opportunity to watch the um, Sean Mendes Wonder? Yes. Okay. Yes. So when you're talking about that right now, that's what it made me think of because there are just some people, you included, that when you find your passion, you almost become obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sounds like happened yeah. to you. I, when I was really young, my mom tried to get me into piano lessons. I didn't finish. Or my mom tried to get me to, I, I don't know. I tried the flute and nice. <laughs> I, I just didn't ever want to practice. And I, so I was a very much, um, an outside don't keep me in. I don't want to do any kind of practice yeah. at all kind of person. And so it just wasn't my thing, you know, playing an instrument wasn't for me. And so it's just funny to see how at 13, that's really young. Mm -hmm. That's so young to have that type of discipline, but it was something that you're passionate Mm -hmm. about and kind of how did things progress? Did you, after that, you wrote that little, you had your little Mm -hmm. worship team. How did things progress and where did it go from there? So my mom, um, I was transitioning from children's church ministry to going into high school group. And so my mom w- introduced me to the youth pastor at the time and he was my mentor. He like changed the worship game for me, um, taught me everything I knew about worship, you know, and just really like took me under his wing and a few of my other friends and just taught us like the true like intimacy with Jesus when we worship, you know, it doesn't matter if you worship for one person 30 people or a hundred people, you know, and I will never forget a moment where it was like 30, um, youth, 30 youth. And we were having a worship night and everything was just, all the lights were turned down and we were just singing this song called face down by Matt Redman, like over and over. And I just remember it just being so intimate. Everybody was faced on the ground, just like crying, you know what I mean? Just like not necessarily crying cause they're sad, but crying because they felt like, a love and a comfort that they haven't felt before. And I think that was the first time that I experienced something like that with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I was young. People always talk about this Jesus and I'm like, sure. Yeah. I grew up in a Christian, you know, home, you know, that's all I ever knew was Jesus, but I never experienced who he was. And so at that moment in my life, I experienced a little piece of who Jesus was. That's so crazy to think about that because when you have somebody who takes the time to invest in you Mm -hmm. and you have somebody that sees a gift and a talent and they want to cultivate that, it's so rare. It's rare to, a lot of times people, they'll have this raw talent or they'll have this dream or this goal, but they don't have that person, you know, to to come alongside them and to encourage them and to teach them. And that's, while yes, you can show them some things, a lot of it is natural. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is you, again, like you mentioned, all night long, Mm -hmm. practicing, doing what it takes, feeling excited. And and that moment that you had at that, you know, while you guys were worshiping, definitely probably made you want that more. Mm -hmm. And so at that age, I guess around that time, was this being your life Uh, like this being a career goal, something that you had already in mind, or was it just something like a hobby or? I knew that I wanted to do music for a living at that, at that moment. It wasn't necessarily like I wanted to do worship. I wanted to do like, you know, my own stuff. I just knew that I wanted to do music. And it was crazy because like in my head, I was like, you know, maybe this is just me or whatever, you know? And, um, because the goal was to get a scholarship to, you know, play soccer and all this stuff. And there's this one night where um, my old church had a revival night where this guest 
pastor came and, you know, did worship, all this stuff. And my pastor at the time, he, um, no, I'm sorry, the guest pastor spoke a word over me and said that you're anointed for music. Mm. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This is weird. Like everything that I was thinking about is now confirmed. And so that first promise that Jesus gave me, I held on to it until the next promise that he gave me before I almost gave up. You know what I mean? Okay. So rewind there. You almost gave up. How many... How many, can you tell me a little bit about what it looks like and and to persist and to go through some of those hard times? Yeah. So, um, I grew up in ministry a lot. And so every opportunity came, um, presented in a church atmosphere. Um, and so I never performed outside of a church yet. So through ministry, you know, it has its bumps and it's, you know, you know, I knew my bruises. pastor always said you have to have alligator skin to be in ministry. So I took that to heart. That's so good. Yeah. And, um, so I think it was before VBF where there was a moment where this pastor, um, he mentioned to me that I would never sing for more than the amount of congregation that he had. Whoa. Yeah. It was crazy. Cause I was like, this is weird. You're supposed to be a leader that I look up to. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was crazy. Um, so after that, my, it was just, you know, brokenness. And that. so I was kind of like venturing off to figure out like where my home was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that's when I got connected with VBF at mm-hmm. that time. So, you know, when you were saying that, it wasn't necessarily me being shy, but being selective. It totally was that because I'm the type of person that, and I feel like you are too, like you, you're very cautious of who you give your energy to or your time because sometimes, you know, people are in, you know, for the wrong reasons yeah, or they're exactly. draining their, their intentions, Yeah, you know, and I thank God that Jesus has always given me that um, sense of discernment with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's always yeah. like, you know, that gut feeling like, oh, don't, don't put too much time into this. That makes me so sad because when you're that young, that, I mean, discouraging isn't even the right word. Like you said, it's crushing. Like mm-hmm. it broke your heart. And like looking back now, you're a little bit older and wiser. What would you say to somebody who might've been hurt by somebody in the church? I would say to not put your faith in people like I've learned that since age of 13 years old is to not put your faith in people, put your faith in Jesus. Jesus puts people in your path for a season. It might be for years. It might be for a lifetime. But if they do come out of your life, you know, that wasn't Jesus. That's not his church. That's not who he was. And that's not who he represents. So that's, that's something that I think that he's always like given me insight and, um, like, that strength is that to be, I've, I've been hurt by the ministry so much, but I never blame Jesus. You know what I mean? It, it's so weird. Like to think back at it now that like, I feel like Jesus like always had his hand over me and always would remind me that that's not him. You know, that that's not me. I love that you said that it, about the alligator skin. My mom, um, we grew up in ministry also. And my, my dad was an evangelist and when you grow up in ministry, you see a lot of mm-hmm. things that you 
you just don't want to see. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, are these people Christian or not? And what is <laughs> yeah. it, you know? And my mom would always say, where there are people, there are flaws. Mm -hmm. And it's something similar to the alligator skin. And I think that, yes, there's accountability. And yes, of course. But there's also, just like you said, that's not the Lord. That's not Jesus who, that's not his character. Mm -hmm. And there have even been times in my life when I haven't been, you know, yeah. the best representation yeah. of who God is. And if people looked at me mm -hmm. and in my life, how, who knows how many people would have left the church yeah. because of how I was living or because of choices I made or things that I've said or done. And, um, and it's just so important as Christians and as people to, yes, you know, we want to hold our leaders to accountability, but also we're all under the same umbrella. Yeah, like human. <laughs> everyone's human. And we, it's so easy to get to that place where we place so much expectation on worship leaders mm -hmm. or on pastors. And, mm -hmm. and while yes, but that's between them and the Lord. Yeah. That's not for me to look at that person and say, Oh, they're supposed to be doing this, this, mm -hmm. and this. Yes. Accountability. Yes. Of course they're called to a certain standards. Mm -hmm. it, it talks about that in God's word, but that's for God to deal with. Yeah. It's just like my, I huge Katy Perry fan, like loved her. If you, if I don't know if you've ever seen her documentary, but I'd it's have powerful. Not. Oh yeah. It's powerful. And the reason why I've always like loved her so much is her story. Like she grew up in ministry. Um, and she got hurt by the church too, right? She came out with this Christian album and they just said that it was different. It wasn't how it should be. And that's when she came out with I Kissed a Girl, all this stuff. And I remember me liking her so much that I would post about her and certain people would be like, I can't believe you like her. Like she's not a Christian, you know, who you represent and all this stuff. And I'm like, really? Like she's, she's still like God's child. Like, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, like cringy know. or anything, yeah. but it's true. It's like, she's still human and she still like loves, she still has a heart, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So exactly what you're saying about like people who look up to church leaders and even like celebrities, like they're human, they will make mistakes yeah. just like we do. Well, I don't know why we do that. We idolize I don't even know. Like it starts out from elementary school. There's the popular yeah, crowd, yeah, you know, sure. and, and we go through, we live our lives trying to reach these unattainable measures and these goals. Mm -hmm. And, and you go out through, we go through life comparing ourselves to other yeah, people. So How do true. we sound? How do we look? I mean, I remember, you know, in elementary school needing certain pants mm -hmm. or shoes, or I need this Jansport backpack yeah. because all of my friends have Jansport backpacks. Yes. And Excuse me. And I think that it's just so crazy that we take it into adulthood too. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when we're, we're, we're still these people, we're still normal humans. And then for us, you know, we grew up in the church. So we kind of have a little bit of a different grasp mm -hmm. and understanding, but for somebody who might have come to the church later on in life, they see these people and they're like, one, I, yes, I idolize them and I'm supposed to look at them. And then when these people fall or yeah, fail, but that, just like you said, we don't put our trust in these people. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't put our trust or our hope or our dreams or our, our livelihood on these people. And when you, when we, I shouldn't say you, when you, we learn to rely solely on the Lord mm -hmm. and say that these people are just part of the journey, yeah, they aren't the journey. Mm -hmm. And like, even like you said, with celebrities, I don't know, my heart always breaks because I can't imagine having millions of sometimes billions of people who know who you are mm -hmm. and people 
think that just because they're on a stage or because they bought their album that they're entitled to have a say in what they do in their lives. And I think that that is something so crazy. Like, does that ever scare you to think about if I don't want to say if I, I think when (laughs) you become one day noticed and and become famous, like, do you get scared of that? Or does that ever cross your mind? Those Um, pressures? It has. And I've actually like have experienced that in a little way. And I've always like just addressed it with being, um, kind of looking at their perspective, but also being patient in my response, you know? Um, but ultimately I'm just like, Lord, you take care of it. I want to stay true to who I am. If I love Lizzo, I love Lizzo. If I love Katy Perry, I love Katy Perry. You know, I pray for them all to be honest, because it's tough, you know? And, you know, I, I love, uh, elevation worship. I love everything because musically their arrangements are insane. And they bring a certain joy. They bring a certain happiness to you in that moment, you know? So it's just like any other artist, right? Um, And so I just try to just stay true to who I am. I also like love watching like Taylor Swift documentaries, Justin Bieber to see like their responses and their reactions. And I learn from those, you know, I'm like, okay, wow, that's cool. That's something new to try to do, you know, how they take breaks from social media, you know, all that stuff, which is great, especially with what's going on right now. You know, a lot of, uh, it's crazy. Social media is crazy. <laughs> that's, that's an understatement. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I can't, I can't imagine at that level of pressure, everything that these people, everything they say and do is scrutinized. Mm-hmm. There's no winning. And I think that that's something that if we all have that mindset that there's no winning and we're true to ourselves, mm-hmm. like you said, that's who we're accountable. At the end of the day, when we lay our head on the pillow, it's our own thoughts mm-hmm. and our own heart and our own actions, how we responded. We have to live with that. Yeah. And I can't control what somebody else says or does to me. Mm-hmm. I can't control how somebody else handles a situation. And when I start to focus more on what they're doing, mm-hmm. I've been there and my heart gets wrong and I become very cynical and it's easy to right, become yeah. judgmental. But when I'm constantly checking my own heart and I'm thinking, okay, Liz, how, how are you today? How, mm-hmm. how did you respond in this situation? Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, I don't have time for their problems right? because yeah, I'm, I know sure. I'm a mess, you know, yeah. but you know, when you're a musician and you're, you're, a lot of people might not know this. You actually have come out with some, your own music. Yeah. How awesome. in the world did that happen? So I remember like it was yesterday. There was a moment where I was going into practice on a Tuesday night at church and before, um, this, I was putting YouTube stuff every, like once a week, just pushing, grinding, you know, and, uh, doing whatever I can to put out my covers and all the stuff. And I remember I was going into church on a Tuesday night and I, I literally cried. I was like, Lord, like, I'm just going to give up on this dream doing the nine to five, whatever, you know, like this is, this is dumb. Like this is a far out dream. And I don't even know why I try to pursue it so long. And after rehearsal, um, an opportunity came to me to sit down with a songwriter, get some songs ready to go to Nashville with the producer and come out with my first five song EP. And at that moment, like I, I was like, it was just like a love tap from Jesus. He was like, Hey, like I'm listening and I'm here, you know? And it was just so cool to, to have that response at that moment that I really was going to just give up, you know, I was just like, it's whatever. That, no, that is that's how God works. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and a lot of times when we 
when it's not meant to be, it's like, I'm just, I'm done with this. But most of the time when, when he has a plan and a purpose for your life, he always comes through. Mm -hmm. His plan doesn't have a timestamp, you know? And I think that we forget that sometimes because it's like, okay, I've been doing this for so long, you know, but I I'll never forget, you know, your first song monster when it came out and I, we sat in your car and I just (laughs) bawled my eyes out because it was so incredible to see that you wrote a song and, um, when you're writing your music and how, how long was that process and, and what did it take to get there? How did it happen? Cause they're in Nashville. You live in Bakersfield. Yeah. Where? yeah. I mean, the connection was crazy that my producer is actually Andrew Bertholds, who is um, in the band called we, the kingdom. And so, yeah, it was super cool. He's awesome. He helped my range just incredible when I was recording. I love him so much. Um, my songwriter, Stacy, she helped me so much with, you know, um, fixing my lyrics and helping me with that process. But it took like a good couple of months. I had songs ready um, that were on my heart. And then we just got to grinding and I got it done within a year. So when you say you had songs on your heart, is it like notes written or words or both? And then you kind of have an idea and then you guys collaborate. And yeah, there were melodies okay. and um, a few lyrics and then mainly like the storyboard of it. That's how I songwrite. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I guess that makes sense. Everybody would have their own process. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just have an outline or like, I want this song to be, yeah. have this topic or right. whatever. And then you kind of work yeah. together. That's so nuts. Is mm-hmm. it, I mean, I can't help but think how vulnerable you have to be mm-hmm. when you're writing music. Is that something that is hard for you or does it come naturally? It was scary with Stacy. Um, but it was cool because we had this moment where she was like, you're in a safe place with me, like no judgment, whatever you've been through, like I'm here, you know? So it was really cool to have that type of person. And, um, so that kind of made it easier for me, but my second release of songs, I felt way more confident and I really like allowed myself to be vulnerable because when I was in recording in that, that year, um, it was a tough time in that month. So I just let it all out in my music, which is cool. I love that. And I, I like that you say that because again, you're a human Mm -hmm. and you're going through this and you have this dream, but also life doesn't stop (laughs) and, and things and there, you have stuff you're working through, Mm -hmm. you have the emotions and then it's like, but you have to show up for work. Yeah. And it wasn't like just work where you're, you're just doing your thing. It's, you have to control your voice. Mm -hmm. You have to be present. You have to write your music and be, you know, and it Mm -hmm. was like, um, when you're going through a difficult time where it should be super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was difficult. I remember like it was yesterday. I just family relationships, just all this stuff was coming in at once and it was a whirlwind. And I remember like sitting down with my producer and saying like, Hey, there will probably be moments where I'm like, just going to bust out crying. So just be patient with me. I was like, um, but I'll get back to work. Like, don't worry. Like I'm going to give it all I have, but yeah, it's 2019 was a rough year for me, you know, altogether. But I'm glad that I went through everything in 2019 because the Lord like prepared me for 2020 for sure. (laughs) And and it's crazy because in those moments, we always feel like there's no way we can get through it. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And like, I, 
I just kind of remember some of that. And there's times in my life when, man, years ago I was going through something and I swore I would, it was like, I woke up, my heart hurt. Yeah. I went to sleep, my heart hurt and I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'm never going to get over this. I'm never like, yeah, like you're stuck. Yes. While everyone's moving around you. Exactly. And like, and it's so hard going through these things. And then, you know, some of your songs are so personal to you that you only, you know about, Mm -hmm. but all people are going to find their own meanings within your songs. And that's what I love so much about music. Like, I don't know when I listen to music, I like to listen to the words. Mm -hmm. I like to listen to how they make me feel. Some songs I'll turn them on and I just start crying. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I crying? But it's, it's powerful. Be, it yeah. is. Music just has that effect, you know, and when you're, when you're writing these songs, it, it takes so much guts and courage to put your, it's like a big, it is literally your heart Yeah. for everybody to hear. Yeah. Do you feel, um, do you ever get nervous about other people's opinions? Does that stuff ever like come into your mind or how oh, do you? Yeah, not- for sure. Um, I think my, my, one that I was worried about the most was, um, was liar because that was so raw and it was just how it came out. It was just like, I was like, Oh, okay, Lord, that's yours. That song's good. I mean, all of them are yeah. good. That song does get you. Oh, again, give me the yeah. chilies right now. I got the Willers yeah, like, just thinking about it. It's crazy. Do you have like a song that I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have a favorite? Is it like people that have kids and you have a favorite kid or yeah. you're not allowed to have a favorite kid? No, I think I have like two favorites that are released. It's Falling For You. I love the vibe. That it reminds so... me of Khalid. That yeah. kind of vibe. And then Liar because I was so proud of how confident and like how vulnerable I was on that one. So I was really proud of myself for that one. There's like two more that haven't been released that I will release this year, but, um, those ones are cool too. So this year in 2020 or 2021, like I think what 2021. We, okay. For sure. What we, that's what we can expect. Yeah. Do you have like a time frame? Cause people are, or you're just kind of filling I heard things out. February. Okay. Awesome. Cause like right now it's, I think you mentioned like it's saturated with Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> so Tori Kelly Christmas. Right? That's where I'm at. Tori Kelly? <laughs> yeah. She has a Christmas. Oh. Okay. It's fire. Everything new I learned Ew, from fire. you. fire. Ew. <laughs> Reminds me of the kids from Reach for Greatness. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> it's fine. It just came out. We, um, I don't know. I haven't, I always hear all about all the new stuff from you. Yeah. All of the time. New documentaries. I actually haven't caught up on the Justin Bieber ones. I need to. Yeah. I'm terrible with that stuff. Um, and, but Tori Kelly, she, Iconic. she's, she's so beautiful inside really and is. out. I know. I didn't know. Anyways, I'm gonna have to go listen to that. Mm-hmm. But so, um, how has like 2020 or all this COVID and all this stuff affected you personally? Like in your music in your life, are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah. When everything hit, it was actually like a blessing to me because, like 2020 was such a busy, like I had gigs booked and everything, which was a downfall because of like income that way. But other than that, it was like a blessing because I'm telling you before 2020 hit, my mind was already like stressing out on everything. You know, it was just, it was feeling like there was so much like weight on me to get everything done. And, um, especially with my, like my family, it's hard to like 
schedule like family time and friends. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, when I'm just so busy a lot. And so this, when everything hit, I was able to spend time with my family, hang out with my friends and build my friendships more like, Mm -hmm. you know, invest and, um, spend quality time with my nieces moments that I wouldn't have if 2020 didn't happen, you know, especially in my relationship with Jesus. Like I have to brag about that because he has changed my life tremendously within this past year and just me building uh, my foundation and relationship on who he is has been incredible. It's been a journey and we're still growing. Like it's crazy. So I had a dream Saturday night and, um, I had a dream. I I'm injured and I haven't ran since October. Right. So I've been trying to run and it still goes out on me. But in this dream, I had, um, my coach and one of my friends help me run, right. They're on their bikes and they're like, you could run, you could run. So I'm running. Right. And I'm running faster and I'm running faster. I'm like, guys, it doesn't hurt anymore. My injury is gone. And my friends are encouraging me run faster, run faster. You could do it. And then the dream ends. Mm -hmm. And so I share this moment with my cousin last night at dinner. Um, and she loves to like unravel, like, you know, spiritual dreams, Mm -hmm. the spiritual part. And so her and her husband were like, well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, common sense, Allie. It means that, you know, the hurt that you were um, struggling with this past year is now gone. Like you're free. Like that weight has lifted off of you. And, and he was, um, my cousin's husband was like, it's cool because you don't have a crutch anymore and you're not dependent on people. And, um, he was like, it's really cool to see that, you know, and your friends are telling you to run faster because, you know, run faster with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was just so cool. I was like, wow, that was like a little love tap from Jesus. Like, I feel like a lot of times when we go through things in life, we feel like we haven't progressed at all in our hurt or forgiveness or our struggles. And so I've dealt with that this past year, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just like, Lord, like, I feel like I'm just like doing the same thing over and over. Like I'm not making any progress and I'm always asking you to check my heart, forgiveness, my struggles, where I'm at. And, um, you know, he gave me that dream and it was so vivid. It was so cool to like hear that from him. Cause I was like, wow, that's cool. Like I'm not doing anything in vain. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I love that. And what's funny, they, they said it's common sense. I wouldn't have put that together. That's what I said. I was I'm like, like, that's not something that I'm like, am I running? I know. I was just going to say that. So you woke up and your leg was fixed. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> so that's not a common, not everybody can like figure that stuff out. I don't know. But, um, I don't remember if it was a story I heard from a sermon preached or what, but I, remember that it was like this story of this, it was a a pastor and somebody said, what is up with this Christian stuff? Like you go to church every Sunday, name one sermon that you can actually remember. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, you know, I've been married for, you know, 35 years. And he said, I can't remember every single meal my wife's ever prepared, but I'm nourished Mm. and I'm alive. And I, and it made me think of what you just said, because we, we do, we, in these moments when we spend time with the Lord and, and we're, you know, devotions are just spending time with him. And, and when we're in worship and we're praying and we're having these moments, you know, with God, we're not going to always have every single account, but we know that our soul is, is right. Yeah. You know, there's this, there is Allie, like there's a whole different piece about you. There's a whole different joy about you. And I've known you for so long and it's hard when we see our friends going through mm-hmm. things, but 
I can't pull you out of that. Yeah. I can't save you. I can love you and I can hug you, mm-hmm. but that's something that only God can do in your heart. That's something that, and I find it so encouraging to know that he has you, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of times when we're Christians, especially, you know, you being a leader, when we're leaders, we put it so much pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. for other people's walks with yeah. God. And it's yeah. like, I, who am I? Mm-hmm. I'm not Jesus to you, mm-hmm. you know, and the moment that I become the Lord to you, I, I'm in trouble. Yeah. That I got, sure. you know, that the moment that, that someone's coming to me and I'm their guru and I'm answering all their questions and, and they think I have it all together. God's going to take me out <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's not my job. You yeah. know, my job is to love. And I think that, that it's so stinking cool that you, he, you had that moment because you're so right. Like a lot of times you're like, man, I mean, I've been a Christian for this long or I, I keep making the same mistakes mm-hmm. or I can't believe I'm still hurting. And you shared something with me the other day. If you don't, if you don't mind yeah, about no. forgiveness, yeah. can you tell me about that? Can you like, remind me? No, that's okay. You had, you had said something about how forgiveness is like, you have to pick it up. Was it you that told me this? Yeah, it was from a Mike Todd transformation church. He spoke about forgiveness and I'm trying to remember what exactly was, cause I don't want to say it wrong. No, yeah, that's okay. Um, but, <clears throat> oh, it was this woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was going through, um, an affair with her husband and she was talking about forgiveness, right? And she was saying how um, in these moments where we're walking with God and we're, you know, on this journey to forgive and we think we've forgiven, you know, this person. And um, she said there was a moment where I got triggered again. Um, I watched a movie and it was a husband cheating on her wife and that triggered me, mm. you know, and she was like, and I got mad again at my husband, you know, all this anger, you know, um, came up and she was like, Lord, I thought I forgave. I thought I forgave him. Like what's going on? I thought it was gone. And, and in that moment, Jesus spoke to her and said, that's a moment of healing for you. Mm. Yes, you did forgive, but you're on this journey. It may take five, 10, 15 years, mm. but I'm going to be healing you in those in those moments. So when a trigger comes, don't right away retract and say, Oh, you're back to, you know, square one. No, it's just a healing moment that I'm taking you to. Mm -hmm. And that just spoke to me because like I said, you know, we go through these moments where like, Lord, like I thought I was over this. I thought, you know, um, I'm healed over this and, uh, something triggers, you see something on Instagram, you know, you hear something word of mouth and you're just like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Like, and it takes you back to that pain, that hurt but it's just a moment where the Lord's healing you. And, and I understand that because it's like certain moments now where there has been triggers again, it's like, it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like there's freedom and there's love and there's peace. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, that's cool. It spoke to me. No, that, and it spoke to me too, because like, I don't know, I, I always, I think of like a shower. It's like you're, you get funky every, you know, you're funky every day. Um, every week your hair, you know, it's like, you don't just take a shower once and you're yeah, clean. Like mm-hmm. stuff gets built up on you and that's like stuff in your heart too. Yeah. stuff in the world. Other people hurt you. All this dirt yeah. gets on. You got to spend time with God. You have to allow yourself and, and that forgiveness. It, it, it You're funky. You got to mm-hmm. shower like, mm-hmm. and, and it's a consistent thing for the rest of your life. You need to shower because yes. <laughs> the Lord knows we get some BO, yes, for sure. <laughs> but like, we don't look at our walks with God like that. No, we look at it as like, I raised my hand. I accepted the Lord in my heart. I forgave. I'm done. Yeah. No, 
you're funky girl. You yeah. got yeah. Liz, you got to shower daily. Ali, mm-hmm. you got to deodorant yeah. every day. Like yeah. it's just something that it's a constant process. And when we start to look at our walks with the Lord like that, it takes pressure off. Oh my gosh. Yes, it does. It takes so much pressure off because I know that I don't my personality type can be very much like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not perfect, it sounds ridiculous, but if it's not perfect or if I make a mistake, I can be really hard on myself. Yeah. And that's something that God's been teaching me too. Mm-hmm. Like Liz, like <laughs> you just got a shower. Yeah. You messed up. Yeah. You're dirty. Go shower. It's okay. Like, yeah. you know, and we use all these fancy words in the Christian world and, and it's like repentance or, you know, sanctification, mm-hmm. or we use these words and all, all repentance is, is just going before the Lord and acknowledging God, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. This was in my heart and I'm going to turn away and I'm going to do something else. I'm going to mm-hmm. follow you better in a different way now. And, and sanctification is that cleansing process. Mm-hmm. It's being refined in the Bible talks about being refined, like gold, that gold has to go in and out of the fire a lot of times, yeah. you know, and it's like, we got to shower. It's yeah. like, that, you know, we got to shower every day. We got to get clean. And, but it takes that spending time. And, um, before we kind of start wrapping it up, like what is, do you have like a, like, how do you like to spend time with God? Like, what do you? Um, well, I just purchased a home. So congratulations. Yeah, thank huge. You. I'm so, so yeah. Proud of I you. I like, I love my parents so much. They've been great. Um, I live with them since I was 27. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the only reason why I wanted my own place was so that I can have my own intimate moments with the Lord. And that's like the whole honest truth. Mm. I remember I would have like intimate moments in my room and I would be crying or whatever. And my parents would just come in, you know, and, and nothing against them. Right. They're just coming in. Hey, are you OK? Yeah. Everything. And I'm like, man, you just messed up this moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just don't realize. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just like being alone, you know, so um, finally got my own home and my moments are just like w- literally waking up with coffee and just talking to him, just being like, you know, everything that's on my heart or everything I went to bed with, or I woke up frustrated about what, what's coming up next. I'll just speak to him be like, Hey, like be with me, you know, walk me through this. What am I supposed to do? You know, in these, in these journeys. And I'm like, Hey, bring a friend to, to, um, my way to encourage me or, or if I need to encourage them or whatever, you know, it's just like how I talk to you really. And I know a lot of pastors have like spoke that right in sermons and I never really understood it until now. And it's like, um, this book I was reading, um, talks about how people who have experienced grace and compassion with Jesus in their moments of, um, you know, in pain and, and judgment or whatever can release that compassion and grace towards other people when they are in that moment that you were in. Mm. And that just spoke to me wholeheartedly because I was like, wow, compact. I mean, it's like hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like people who give compassion to other people have experienced that themselves, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, that's all I want to do because I like, I'm not just trying to say this cause of you, but you and Justin, like, are incredible mentors that I hold high in, in my life. You guys were there for me in like a moment where, you know, all hell was breaking loose. You, you saw the, the real alley, you know, <laughs> everything yelled, everything. And, um, just like you guys showed me like who Jesus was in that moment in my time of like, you know, I'm just broken, you know, and it was a moment that I will never forget that I would, I always like pray for you guys because I'm like, w- 
I can't imagine like that burden that I put on you in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, even though it wasn't a burden, but I just know that you guys love people so much. And, you know, for you guys to be there for me, like, it was just like a Jesus moment. Like I saw Jesus in you guys. Like that's what leaders need to be. You know what I mean? Like sharing that compassion, sharing that hope. And just like, if that person needs to yell and cry and whatever, let them be. And then give them that like, Hey, so this is what A, B, and C would. Those are the options. Those are the outcomes. Pray about it. And that's it. And that's what you guys did for me. And so I love you guys, like, seriously, for that moment. Like, I'm tearing up. It's fine. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm just giving me a minute. Give me a minute. <clears throat> no, Allie, honestly, I think that you're right. And the only reason why I was able, why we were able to, is because that's who Jesus is for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I joke a lot, but there's so much in my past, so many layers and layers of, of things and shame and guilt that I'd carried around for so long. And I'll, I'll never forget that day either, because it was like a moment where it was like, you're human, Mm -hmm. you're normal. It's okay. If you need to be, if you're frustrated, you were going through a really difficult time and who am I to not learn from my past mistakes and be that in that moment Mm -hmm. for you, you know? And I think that it's just, like I said, I just get so proud of you because, you know, really you have grown so much, but you've done the work. And that's what a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of times people just see, man, she's, she's this awesome musician or man, something's different about her, but they don't see the heart work Mm -hmm. and all of the, the the crying nights and the Mm -hmm. moments that you've spent with the Lord in, in those those prayers, that worship, that just you constantly, God, check my heart, what's going mm. on? Like that's work and you are willing to put it in. And it's the same thing, you know, with your music. It's it's not like you just woke up one day and, and while well, yes, God has gifted you with this voice, not everybody cultivates their gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk a lot about gifts and talents in the church and a lot of times people hide them or keep them to themselves out of fear. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. A lot of times, I don't know, we, we get so caught up in, in what we, what other people think about us, mm-hmm. or am I going to do it wrong? Or, or I'm not as good as Allie, mm-hmm. so I don't mm-hmm. want to sing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but there's so many flowers in the world mm-hmm. and every flower has beauty. Mm-hmm. But if there was only one type of flower, oh, yeah. you know, our, our world would, would be, beautiful but I, know, it, I was just thinking like can you imagine if Tori Kelly thought that like yeah. I can't be a Katy Perry so why should I exactly you know or a Lizzo like I can't be a um a Whitney Houston so why should I exactly There's two completely different people that bring a certain type of joy that bring that certain type of happiness in those moments and mm-hmm. it's like you are who you are and you have a gift and you need to share it with the world because mm-hmm. you can help that person you know what I mean it's like I feel like when you went through your stuff that you were going through in your past life, I can't imagine you giving up because if you gave up, sorry. No, it's okay. I know. If you gave up, you wouldn't have helped me in my time. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's like, you can't give up no matter how hard it is. And those times that you're alone, those times that you're ashamed, those times that you feel like God doesn't love you, those times that you lose the people that you love the most like keep persevering because there's someone that you need to speak life into. There's someone that you need to help down the road that needs a Jesus that needs to experience him. No, I love that. I love that you said that because, um, we do, we go through these moments in our lives and 
And you're right. It's so easy. How, how easy is it to just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to serve God anymore. I don't want to show up and I don't want to lead anymore. I mean, yeah. there's so many times in, and I know all of our lives, especially, you know, when we live in this Christian world and it's so exhausting sometimes. And, and you're right. Like I, I think about people listening to this right now and they're just like, maybe that's them. Maybe they want to give up and, and don't mm-hmm. like you're saying, don't, don't do it because you, you matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you know, Justin and I, I try not to talk about this too much because we do want to do a podcast on it, but you know, my husband and I, we, you know, Justin, when we've been trying to get pregnant for it's, I mean, seven years now. Mm-hmm. And I think about how difficult it's been, um, but how every person's a miracle. Mm-hmm. And every single time I think about that verse where it talks about how God created you in your mother's womb mm-hmm. and he knew, he knows you by name, Allie. He knows every hair on your head. Mm-hmm. And I think about those, that verse and I think anybody who wants to give up, they need to know that. Mm-hmm. They need to know that the literal God of the universe sees them and knows them and loves them mm-hmm. and wants them and, and, and knows all their junk mm-hmm. and still loves them. Seriously. Yeah. And I think that that's, what's so crazy about Jesus because forget all the rules, mm-hmm. forget them, yeah. screw the rules, forget about what we think we're supposed mm-hmm. to be, how we think we're supposed to act it's not even about perfection where we go wrong is when we start to compare again, it's that comparison. Mm-hmm. It's that I think I'm supposed to look like this as a Christian. No, you're supposed to look like you and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to look like anyone else. Yeah. You're not supposed to have Allie's gifts. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have, you know, pastor Ron's gifts. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have Justin Bieber's or Lizzo. Yeah. You're not supposed yeah. to have their gifts. You're supposed to have your gifts, mm-hmm. but I think that that's one of the greatest tactics of the enemy. It's not, you know, we always think it's this huge fail and it's this big epic thing, but it's the little tiny things. It's the, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. It's the, no, you you know, you didn't hear God. You don't need to speak to that person. Or, you Mm -hmm. know what? Mm, Like sometimes the people closest to us can be discouraging. Mm -hmm. And Allie, you know, you've been through that and you didn't give up. You didn't, Mm -hmm. you pushed through, but, but it's because God spoke to you and you chose to listen to his voice over anyone else's. Yeah. And I just think that that is so cool. And I can't, you know, thank you for sharing, you know, your heart because it's not easy. Mm-mm. And I yeah. know that you're going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to plant new seeds. And I know that you're going to continue to bless the world with your music and with your voice and your just that's not even all you are your personality you've you've grown into this amazing person with all this wisdom and I just I value you and I love you so much and I'm happy to know you (laughs) and I don't know you guys just thank you so much for listening to our conversation Um, I do want to add one thing though add all the things any listener so please take the time to download this app called chosen the chosen I've talk to the lanes about it. This, my cousins and my friends, um, like binge watch this every night together. And after we would just kind of like do like a Devo type thing and just talk about it, but you will experience a Jesus in a completely different way. Like how the, 
how the New Testament comes alive, you know, mm-hmm. you'll see that. And it's just so cool. So please take the time because it changed my outlook on who Jesus was as a father and as a friend and as a leader. And so please watch that. Chosen. Yeah. Chosen. The Chosen. The Chosen. I know you sent and me the And it's only on the app. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And then Ali, where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Instagram, and it's Ali, A-L-Y. Urande, and I spell it Y-O-U, Ran, R-A-N-D-A-Y. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to connect with you guys. Yes, please go download the music, listen in. Um, she has incredible songs. That song, Liar, really it gives you chills. <laughs> Just listen in. But Ali, I love you so much. Talk yes, soon. Thank you.